Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the rest. Also, every single day on Dash Radio, download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net. We're there every single night at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. That's where you can find Clutch Corner, Floor's Yours, Before Floor, and all of our other shows, including... Our free agent frenzy show we're going to have going on from one to four with the cast of five on the floor and clutch corner. So a lot of arguing and stuff like that going on from one to four p.m. Eastern on Thursday. Also, five reasons sports.com for the latest from Brady Hawk and others with no paywall. The sponsor of this episode, the primary sponsor, our friends over at F45 Cooper City, although they didn't feel like my friends after the workout I went through the other day. Um, this is a 45 minute fun and innovative, high intensity for real interval training program. Basically, they put like an animated guy up on the screen and you got to follow him. And essentially, I did my best, um, but I'm continuing to go. And I feel better after the workouts and you should try it too. It's a really cool environment. It's personal training in a group environment. They go around, make sure that you got everything you need. You have your own little pod. It is COVID safe. I can promise you that you're in your own space. And again, it's just, it's a great gym. It's clean. um, And they'll keep you engaged and motivated there. The workouts burn up to 500 calories per session. They'll help you drop the quarantine 15. And here's the best thing. No contract membership. You're not signing up for a gym where basically you got to give away your firstborn after you figure out that you got to keep paying for this thing. These sessions are as low as eight bucks a session. That's right. Just eight bucks a session. So definitely ask about it. And they've got discounts for teachers, nurses, military, and first responders. Try them out free for seven days. Again, this is the F45 in Cooper City. So this is kind of West Central Broward. Make sure that's the one you go to, particularly if you're in Broward County. The phone number, 954 945-4517. You see the 45s in there? 954-745-4517. And now, today's bonus episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander. Part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here's the floor plan for this one. Um, We're squeezing this one in prior to the Heat's game against the Suns because there's so much going on from a trade deadline perspective. I recommend you check out the Five Reasons Sports uh, Twitter feed as well as Adam Barai, uh, the Clutch Corner Twitter feed, and also Greg Sylvander Twitter feed. We've been posting stuff all day. Also, I put up a video on Five Reasons YouTube with the latest on Kyle Lowry, which hasn't really changed much since I put that up at 11 a.m. today. Kind of what's going on. We'll get into that here. Um, although I will say that pretty much every national reporter has confirmed our reporting uh, in the past few hours. So. Let's get to it. I've got Alex Toledo. Greg will be on with me later. But we've also got our guy, Steve Jones Jr., who has been on the pod with us before. You know him now as the co-host of The Dunker Spot with our other friend, Nikias Duncan, a great, great podcast that you should check out. Steve has experience working in the league. Uh, he's covered the league. And really, Steve, first thing, we appreciate you being here. So thanks for doing this. Well, thanks for having me on, y'all. And, and everybody wanted you to come back after the last time. And I think what Alex and I want to do with you today is – we're not going to get into the specifics of each trade rumor here because things are moving so fast and things could be different by the time we, we end, but I want to get into player and basketball fits with you and, and kind of, we've talked on the podcast here on five on the floor about how the heater reshaping this team on the fly 
around Jimmy and Bam, around the Jimmy window that ultimately will become the Bam window. Pretty much means they're not looking to trade anybody else, but then anybody else could be available for the right move. The talk today is about Kyle Lowry. The latest that we've reported is that Tyler Hero is not in the current deal for Tyler, for, excuse me, for Kyle Lowry that would be sort of directly with Toronto or another team. But that Duncan Robinson and Precious Achua uh, are players that would interest Toronto and could be available. In fact, I know that Precious is, and our belief is that Duncan uh, at this moment is a part of this deal. What is the Kyle Lowry basketball fit in your view with Jimmy and Bam? Uh, he works really well as a third piece with, with those two, just because of the multiple things that he can do. Uh, obviously, uh, playmaking, you can run him in pick and roll uh, with Bam as a roller. That's something that can be a little bit more of a weapon uh, and cause defenses to uh, see him as more of a threat. Uh, you can run him off handoffs, so you can stick with a lot of the things that you run. Uh, he can be a secondary attacker when he spaces the floor. If Jimmy or Bam kicks uh, to him, he can either hit the shot or drive that closeout and create um, another play. So the fit is absolutely there, uh, and then he fits in defensively. Uh, ball pressure, good help defender. Obviously, age is age, but he's someone who can run right into the schemes and help you on both ends of the floor. So I think uh, Lowry is a guy who complements those two in a sense. Um, you wonder how much he elevates the team, but he definitely does bring a presence to them on both ends. So Steve, um, by the way, I'm a big fan of the way you egg on Nikias in the show, uh, the surprise puns. So just wanted to give you shout outs to there. I think it's a you know, good job what you're doing over there with that part. But uh, also wanted to, you know, to jump on to what you're talking about with Lowry and the fit that he is with Jimmy and Bam. The, between the, the, because I mentioned this on the last show too, what you just mentioned with the pick and roll part, right? Like they love to go to that with Goron and he's obviously starting to decline a little bit. And uh, they don't really go to it as much with Jimmy where they, because you could just kind of, uh, pack the paint and I don't know like they, Lowry kind of turns them into a pick and roll team again you got Lowry as a guy who can uh, you know when teams drop back who can shoot off the dribble which really like Goron can do that but not at a consistent enough basis and he also gives you the defensive part the problem with him as everybody knows is uh, he's 34 35 whatever it is like he's he's on the older side a bit and another name that has been discussed throughout all of this as a name who maybe the Heat don't like as much as Kyle Lowry is Victor Oladipo, who's, I want to say, six or seven years younger than Kyle Lowry. And I think uh, most people would agree, you know, he's the better player Lowry is, but uh, Oladipo obviously is younger. He, it's the risk is the, the injuries, whether he gets back to form or not. If you think he can be had at a, at a, at a lower price, is that a move that you consider going for? Or do you think the gap in skill is so big that you just – stick with the Lowry thing. If you can get Lowry, uh, go ahead and get Lowry. But if you are in, able to get Oladipo, if, if the cost is a little bit less, he still helps your team. Uh, when we're talking about the Heat, we're looking for someone who can put pressure as a ball handler. You know, Goron has been really, really good, uh, but teams are still in a drop against him and letting him take that space in the paint. Jimmy Butler is good, but they're either going to switch versus Bam or they're going to let him pull up and shoot. Tyler Hero isn't quite there yet. You know, teams are going to be in a drop. His reads are there every now and then. But you need someone else who can take those pull-up shots and put the pressure on teams. And hopefully you get someone who can bring the big up. And now you have more reads, create more gravity. Because uh, really the big gravity getter is Duncan Robinson running around. And teams Do you think they can him. bring the big up? He's got to make a lot of shots. So you're going to have to take the pull-ups. So he's going to have to make the pull-ups against the drop, either the pull-up three or the pull-up mid-range. Uh, but I think it's something that he can bring to the table. 
So if you're looking to upgrade the scoring, uh, the perimeter ability, someone you can really put the ball in their hands, that's going to be the plus there. You mentioned Duncan Robinson, and I think there's, you know, there's been a debate among Heat fans about who has more value to the team now and in the future. I think in the future, there's general consensus that Tyler Hero and his upside, his age, he's, you know, five years younger than Duncan, that there's more upside there, that, that there is potential for Tyler to possibly develop into your third best player. I posed the question yesterday, do you think he can ultimately be their second best player? Because as Jimmy ages, then you're talking about who you're pay- pairing with Bam. Um, but for right now, if you take Tyler Hero out of this mix or you take Duncan Robinson out of this mix, which hurts the heat more right now? I'm not talking about two years from now, three years from now, but with what Duncan offers them and what Tyler, we saw in the postseason last year and has offered them so far this season, which is he's, a bit, he's flatlined a bit and dropped with a shooting percentage. Who offers them more right now? Uh, right this second, Duncan Robinson offers them more, and that feels blasphemous to say, but he's kind of the straw that stirs the drink offensively. They they need his movement. They need his flow. They need, need to be able to use him as a bridge offensively, and they last year they were able to use him uh, to create gravity, where a big would come off when he flies off the screen. Now there's two on the ball. He hits Bam rolling. Teams aren't giving him that this year. That's how if Sabonis he, got dunked on, though. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, but they're, they're trying not to give that up. He creates that kind of pressure that Tyler Hero, while quote-unquote more talented, maybe has more skill, can do more off the bounce, doesn't necessarily put that same pressure on teams. So for me, it would be Duncan. Now, that's the interesting part with Duncan. Have you maxed that out? Can you replace that? You know, if you upgrade the playmaking, can you now find a shooter to replace that? Because I have hesitated on Miami's moves because you lose Duncan Robinson, you might upgrade talent-wise, but you're losing a really, really big piece of what they're trying to do in the half court, and that's not going to be easy to replace. At the same time, you have the push and pull with teams saying, hey, that's fine. You run off screens and just shoot a shot or put it on the floor. We'll live with it. So how do you maximize his talent without hurting yourself long-term? That's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Well, and the other thing about it, too, is that, you know, they're not playing down Duncan down the stretch of games. And I think ultimately the decision, I mean, there's the two other factors here. One is, is he going to be a closer for them? And it doesn't appear that he is right now. And two, are you willing to pay him 18 to 20 million dollars? So I'll, I'll throw that at you because that's hanging over their decisions with Duncan and with none. In your view, is a shooter like Duncan Robinson worth high teens per season on a long term contract or could you plug it with a, I don't know, a bought-out J.J. Redick this year? Um, maybe it's Wayne Ellington coming back to Miami, you know, as he finishes up his contract. Can you find shooters that are good enough that it's not worth paying Duncan Robinson, you know, $17, $18 million a year long-term? Well, shooters are always going to find the bag. I think we've found that out here recently. Uh, but I would say it's probably more worth it to, if you can upgrade and move on from Duncan and replace that with those kind of veteran shooters, that may be the big picture move as far as upgrading the team. Um, So you could, if you can get JJ or Wayne on a buyout, and now you've traded Duncan to get an Oladipo or a Lowry, you find yourself in a a somewhat similar position. You've still got multiple uh, forwards who can guard. You still have shooters. Now you have an upgraded playmaker where you can kind of recreate what you're doing with a little bit more punch, I would say. So it may be worth it to make that upgrade in the, in the short term and the long term. So Steve, another part of this, like you, you, we're over here talking about uh, 
Duncan and Tyler. And I agree with you. Duncan is definitely the more impactful player right now. I, I also agree that Tyler is more skilled. I don't even think that's a question. And as far as, you know, I don't really like to, to talk about guys as far as assets, but that becomes a thing during trade talks, of course. Like the, the one argument to make for keeping Tyler, I guess, is, you know, besides the fact that he's a lot younger than Duncan is the how much more skilled he is at that age. The fact that he is that young and he is going to be under, you know, as a cost controlled guy for the team as opposed to Duncan. And, you know, the same goes for Kendrick Nunn, who, who were both lined up to get paid this summer. And it seems like the Heat are really thinking about moving on from these guys. And my whole thing with, with adding another playmaker in the backcourt, as well as, of course, the, you know, the obvious spot at the four that they've been trying to fill that they that they patched up with Ariza there is once you get in that extra playmaker who can also ideally guard other guards, that would make it easier on guys like Duncan. So I wouldn't have to rely on that dribble handoff action so damn often. And that's been my thing with them. It just feels like they haven't had that in and out balance and, um, in regards to that, it seems like they will be keeping. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tyler over Duncan in a move like this. Do you think that same logic applies to Tyler Hero? Would he, would he be helped by another guy in that starting lineup with him, Another whether it's Oladipo or Lowry? Do you think that same logic applies? Do you think it would turn him back into a, a better shooter because it's not so much pressure on him to play make? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things we've seen uh, is he showed last year the growth as far as being able to make those plays. And this year, you've seen the regression a little bit. I don't know if it's because he's had to carry more weight, being in and out of the lineup, multiple factors. But I think having another guy that they can plug in, uh, even if Tyler's coming off the bench, maybe they stagger the minutes, however they do it, that's only going to help him allow himself to be not just a better playmaker, but also not have to face as much strength defensively. You know, if you're playing next to a guy who can make those plays, you're attacking secondary rotations instead of being the guy that creates for everyone else. So I think that would be an interesting dynamic. And I think anything they can do to make it a little bit easier for him will help him out long-term just to get his confidence back going. Because we've seen him make the plays. He's just not making them right now. All right, we're going to talk about the front court here when we come back and get into LaMarcus Aldridge and some other possible targets there. Before we do, though, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. He actually uh, hosts a value plays segment with he with me once a week, so he's going to come on here later this week. That's our friend over at FiveReasonsRealtor.com. Reach out to Eric Brown. This is the guy you want to go to if you're trying to sell your house or even buy a house in South Florida. Yes, prices are at record levels, but do you know what your property is worth? It's probably worth more than you realize. If you're interested in finding out how much, again, reach out to Eric at fivereasonsrealtor.com. That's F-I-V-E, reasonsrealtor.com, the official real estate advisor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Eric is a real estate professional with several years of experience representing clients from all walks of life. He's got a Wharton School business education. He will work the numbers for you, identify your property value, negotiate on your behalf, just like we've got going on here with trades, and provide an unmatched 
level of service. Plus, he knows a little bit about Heat basketball, and he's probably going to be challenging me on some things later this week. So reach out at 305-967-9089. That's 305-967-9089 or at 5reasonsrealtor.com. Again, Eric Brown, the official real estate advisor of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. All right, let's get back to Steve and Alex here. Now, we're talking about the backcourt. And the shooting has been a huge problem this year. I mean, and before we get into the specifics of the front court, what do you think it is? What's your theory on it, Steve? How does a team go from being so good as a three-point shooting team that they basically got to the finals on the strength of it? They were not a great defensive team last year. They got better in the bubble, but they, they were not a great defensive team. They were an elite three-point shooting team on high volume. They've been a bad three-point shooting team now for at least six weeks. I mean, they don't they don't shoot over 33, 34% in many games. We've seen Duncan drop down from mid 40s to high 30s. We've seen none has gone down a little bit. Olinick's number has plummeted. Dragic's number is down. And Hero's number is down from 39 to 30%. Was it a bubble fluke situation, like a lot of people say? Or what do you what do you think accounts for it? I wouldn't go bubble fluke. I think that's too strong for my taste but I guess I got a weak stomach. What I would say is it's an interesting part with Miami in that earlier in the year, I was a little bit more concerned because they were struggling to generate the quality looks. And then I was like, I don't know how you're going to progress this, where you're going to go with this. Now they're generating the looks. They're just not knocking them down. And you have all of your shooters slumping at the same time, which is not ideal, which makes it also difficult to analyze. Uh, So I trust the fact that they're still able to generate these looks and they're still getting the guys in position to knock them down. And that is probably the base that you want going forward. Now, if you're not making the shots, that's going to be the end of the story. But once they are unable to generate those open looks, then you've got a problem. See, and that's been kind of the conundrum this whole season. Like you said, it's been a progression where they 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 had terrible circumstances early on, no consistency with their roster. And the offense has been a problem throughout. Whereas the beginning of the season, like you said, they were they weren't getting the looks. Now they're starting to get the looks and just shooting awful. Like it's ridiculous. I'm sure some of it will go back up, but they have consistently been a bottom 10 shooting team for pretty much the whole season. Whereas last year they were consistently not only top 10, not only top five, but top three. And it, they kind of never wavered for the whole season. And that was way before the bubble, you know, when Jay Crowder had that one round where he went crazy and the rest, he, he was confident. Like it just feels like, some of it should go back up, but is it going to go back to being enough where it, it's that great threat that it was last year, that great weapon that it was last year? And you put that on top of uh, Goran's decline, and he, he if he can't give you that third all-star production, I think that's kind of why we get to this road here now where uh, it's about looking at other guard options, other, other two-way guards here. Would you be going down the same route if you're Miami? And also, how do you feel in general about just – is it all about the missed shots, or do they need to start – uh, you know, adding a couple other things to the to the playbook there? Well, I would say making shots always helps. Um, I think it's it's a they're a rhythm team. You know, when they get hot, it, it looks a lot different. When they're not, it looks like a grind every time. So I would say you have to trust your players. You're putting them in those positions for a reason. And so you have to trust that they'll get those shots up and they'll knock them down once you create them. Um, it, it all depends on what they add, if they add anything at all that could allow you to change some things offensively, maybe run some more pick and roll, maybe mix in the movement, different types, and, and put some guys in different spots. But overall, I think you just trust uh, what you have offensively. 
All right, let's talk about the front court now because you know we were so, so much focus the last few days has been on Lowry uh, and on Oladipo, but I mean, really, the Heat's big problem, which is gets emphasized by Phoenix being here tonight with Jay Crowder coming in at the four, and they made a decision that I agreed with not to pay Jay beyond one year because they wanted to take the best possible shot at Giannis. That didn't work out. Now they're trying to get some of these 2021 free agents maybe a year early uh, or at least a few months early. But the front court situation, in your view, does Tre- well, let's start here. Does Trevor Ariza plug any of their problems that they've had? And then secondarily, if they can get Aldridge to come here on a buyout, does that fix it? Well, I think they're searching for someone that can fit the Crowder role. Uh, I thought they were hoping for it from Mo Harkless. Didn't happen. KZ hasn't necessarily grabbed the trust, so you're hoping Ariza can give you some minutes there. I think he's going to be more solid. Uh, I think that he can do enough to replicate some of it. He's going to have to make the shots, but he can move the ball. Uh, attack a little bit off closeouts and, and defend multiple positions. So if they can get that kind of formula, that usually works for them pretty well. Um, as far as LaMarcus Aldridge, that's someone who would help this team, especially coming off the bench, um, being able to solidify the second unit. That would give them something else they can run as far as being able to post him up, get some pick and roll, some pick and pop. Uh, so that might give the offense a little bit of juice. But I think if you can get a guy of that caliber on the buyout market to add to this team that's that would be a big plus and it's so interesting to me because we actually haven't talked about Aldridge enough on on this program because it it really has seemed like he's connected to whatever happens trade-wise with Miami right and because it'll open up roster spots presumably and let's say they do pull off a trade for a Kyle Lowry and I guess you could do it with Oladipo in mind too if you don't happen to think that he's a lot worse than Lowry but in a in a scenario where they land him and LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, maybe one more piece because it might have to be a three-team deal. And, you know, let's say it's not a piece, it's not a, a big name. Do you think that puts them over the top? Not necessarily that you would pick them over Brooklyn, pick them over Milwaukee, but does that put you close enough where you feel good about your chances if you're Miami? Well, it gives you a better shot. Um, you have more offense uh, to work with. You have more versatility. As far as lineups go, uh, you can punish teams in different ways. So if you need to go to the post and you go to the mid-range, dribble handoffs, three-point shots. So you have more opportunities to score the baskets you need. Uh, so it puts you back in the hunt. W- with this current unit, they can still make a run, but it's very clear X, Y, and Z has to happen for them to beat some of these top-tier teams. So they're going to have to open up as many possibilities as they can. And we've seen when Miami has options – they can adjust and they can take things away and they can adapt to whoever they're playing. So I think if you're able to make these moves and, and cash in on some of what you've built, you put yourself in a position to continue to compete this year and maybe open things up next year. All right, Where would you pick them? <laughs> Where would I what? Where would you pick them if you had to just make a quick thought right now? How, how far do they go? Oh, it depends on the matchups. Yeah, I think I still I still pit them against Milwaukee. I don't think they can beat Brooklyn. They, I don't think they have enough offense this, right this now. This is the meat right here. This is what I was trying to get to. I, you're always trying to get something out of me. It's fine. And then I don't like the Philadelphia matchup still. For whatever reason, the size and length has been an issue. Mm. So, but they but they did win three out of four against the Sixers last year. I'm with you though. Milwaukee is still the better matchup. You kind of want Milwaukee and Brooklyn to end up in the other bracket. Are right, we going to close with rapid fire here with you? You can help us settle some debates. You ready? Perfect. Who is the better player right now? LaMarcus Aldridge, Kelly Olenek? Oh, God, that came out hot. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Oh. I I think some would not agree with that. Okay. If Kyle Lowry wants two years, an extension at 
north of 50 million is he worth it no (laughs) i don't think you're making the trade unless he's worth it that's the thing thing. because because that's that's what kyle's looking for i i can tell you he's looking for north of that so do it i do it for one more year Okay. So I don't know. Doesn't happen. <laughs> I, I, that's right. That, all right then we're looking at Oladipo. So I'll ask you this: What is the maximum you would pay Oladipo per season? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. That's fair, Alex. I think About you're in that. Burned down for two years with the Rockets, but we obviously know he doesn't really. I don't think he really has a lot of interest in in going back there. What about this? As a quick one, what is the most you will give up if you're Miami for Oladipo? Uh, I try not to. I'd try to give not give up Duncan if I could get away with it, but if I had to, I would. I'd give up Duncan for Lowry if I had to, and I if I could get Oladipo without doing it, and then I would I would take that steal. Um, and final one here, Jimmy Butler. In your view, it, how many more years you think he can play at this level? Because one of the questions was he was a Tibbs guy; he racked up all those minutes. He's playing the best basketball of his life, probably. Can they count on him to play at this level for two, three, four? I mean, how long do you build around Jimmy? Uh, four years max. Okay. I think it's fair. I think that's where the transition to BAM would go over. All right. Steve Jones, follow his work, follow the dunker spot, follow the puns with Nikias. He loves old big men. Uh, well, I'm, I, that, that's going to be taken out of context. Not uh, a case we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Wait, these, these narratives. Hold on. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'll, I'll deal with it. Let me you know, when, Blake right start, when Blake starts averaging 23 at 11 again, you know, you're going to, you're going to look right. Um, I, Andre Drummond, you're a big Andre Drummond guy, right? I just am a realist and not going to destroy him. That's all. That's all. And that makes me the old man cape guy, but that's fine. That's That's fine. Love slow bigs around here as long as they're coming off the bench. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Steve, we appreciate you jumping in here. Get out of here, Alex. Go swap mosquitoes. All right. uh, Thanks, Steve, for doing it. We appreciate you jumping in. Go pick up your kids. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. Check out our sponsors again. Uh, well, all of them, but uh, Miami Grill, F45 in Cooper City, our friend Eric Brown, five reasons realtor.com, and play prize picks. Use the code five. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.